Welcome to another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast, the first recap podcast of a regular season game of this year. I am Ryan Green, joined by Doug Ottawill. Uh, Doug, I'll let you introduce yourself because I really don't know your official title well, you or know, your Twitter handle off it, the top it, of my It's head. my first appearance on the yes, Blitz, so I think, you know, great. first of all, you know, I'm a Blitz virgin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm the editor at Mile High Sports Magazine. Uh, Twitter handle is at D-O-T-T-E-W-I-L-L. Uh, my last name is one of those hard to spell if you just hear it, so I'll go with that. I, I know how it is. Yeah. Uh, this podcast, of course, is brought to you by Tap14, one of the best uh, summer bars that I love, but you can go any time of the year. They've got heating up there on the balcony. They've got 70 Colorado draft beers, 100 Colorado uh, distilled spirits, 1920 Blake Street, real close to Coors Field. The Rockies are coming back later this week, uh, so make sure to head out to Tap14. But, of course, we are talking about... The Chargers and the Broncos. Uh, during the third quarter, it was 24-7 Broncos. The game ends up being 24-21. They're winning on a blocked field goal. Doug, kind of what was your overall um, evaluation of their performance yesterday? Well, I think, you know, it's funny. If you, if you were one of those people who said, ah, oh, it's late. They've got, this, <laughs> they've got this in hand and went to bed at the end of the third quarter. You probably think the Broncos have a legitimate shot at going to the Super Bowl. That that's how good they look. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm not saying that uh, facetiously. They look like a team that has been playing together, has been coached by the same guy, has had the same offensive and defensive scheme for years. They just look very very solid, very composed. Trevor Simeon looked very composed. He still looks like Trevor Simeon. He's not going to wow you with anything, but he plays mistake free football. He uh, he moved the chains. He did uh, he did some things that we didn't see him do last year in terms of red zone efficiency and and uh, you know some some ground moves and yeah. uh, embarrassed uh, Mr. Bosa. So you know I, I I thought the first three quarters was a 100% different story than the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter looked like all the fears that we had about the Broncos coming to fruition in one quarter. And I mean everything from you know, not being able to stop the run, not coming up big on fourth down. I mean, just you name it, the things you worry about, they did it in the fourth quarter. So I think the, you know, getting back to your original question, what's the overall assessment? It's which team is it? Yeah. Is it the first three quarters or is it the fourth quarter team? Yeah, I would agree with that. It, it seemed like a, it, it seemed like they had played only a preseason game with, you know, playing three quarters and then they stopped. It, it's it a great assessment. You know, that's really. just kind of what it felt like. Uh, I thought the third quarter, that offense looked as good as we've seen in possibly two years. Uh, I, I think it looked as good as any Kubiak offense looked in the third quarter. But then in the fourth quarter, I thought, you know, 24-7, to that's a good, comfortable lead, especially with this defense. But I thought they got way too conservative. I thought they were just, it was run, run, pass, run, run, pass, and then all of a sudden San Diego was back in it. Uh, you had a Jamal Charles fumble, and I'm using quotations when I say fumble, because I, even in the stands, which I was at, you could see his elbow was down at that that sure. one camera angle. Um, I thought Trevor Simeon looked really good. I, I he was a, he had some throws early on that made me want to cringe. He should have a pick six yet again, but um, yeah, he. I don't want to say he embarrassed Joey Bosa because Bosa has to play him again this year. And, sure, and Bosa <laughs> may uh, take take his frustrations out on them, but uh, I thought. Uh, the run game was everything you could have hoped for. C.J. Anderson looked really solid for what he gave. Uh, Jamal Charles also averaging four yards a carry. That's kind of what you want from them. And I thought those two also played great in the uh, pass blocking. Uh, Menelik Watson had a rough night. Trevor Simeon was sacked four times. But like you said, overall, 
if you kind of just ignore the fourth quarter, the first three quarters were really, really good. And that's where I would rather have good three good quarters and one bad quarter than three bad quarters and one good quarter to have you know go forward. But. And I think you're right. They, they took their foot off the gas, and I think mm-hmm. that's something that Vance, jo- Vance Joseph is going to have to sort of internalize. It's his first game. He's got it in the bag. Mm-hmm. You don't want to take your foot off the gas. At the same time, you don't need to be aggressive. You don't need to go. Right. The thing about Trevor Simeon is that you have a guy who's not going to get you in trouble. Right. So I think great you, point. as a coach, you have to kind of take that into consideration. Uh, you know, whether it's Mike McCoy or Vance Joseph, you know how you want to approach those big lead situations because, in general, Trevor Simeon's the guy who's who's going to err on the side of boring and safe mm-hmm. and I mean we saw that uh, last night on, on the on the final drive where a first down I think I believe it was the third and three could have sealed the game and, and if it if they didn't convert Trevor Simeon could have gone down let the clock run made made the Chargers burn another timeout that was really the only sort of mental error I think that Trevor Simeon made even even the even the interception it's a little bit of a bad luck. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad decision. He shouldn't yeah. have thrown the ball, but you know, there's all kinds of contact, which I don't believe was interference because the ball because the play occurred beyond the line of scrimmage. And, you know, fans wanted a call, but yeah, Twitter blew up. And I yeah, was like, no, come on. I, I think it, yeah, it's kind of one of those uh, rules of throwing the safe conservative underneath pass. Yeah. But you know, I, I think you're right. It, it was a. They took their foot off the gas, and had they not, I think we would have seen a different score. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm not expecting Trevor Simeon's passes to be perfect every time. That's, that's no. If, if you're expecting that, then uh, from any quarterback, really, then you're he just wrong. He looked more comfortable. At the, at the end of the day, yeah. I think he looked more comfortable. Yeah, and I think I think a lot of people thought, well, can he excel in, in McCoy's offense, or was it just kind of the Kubiak offense in which he didn't have to do a ton? And again, I thought most of his decision-making was pretty good, and in terms of some of the throws he made were absolutely stellar. Uh, the... the uh, the fade to DT for the big game was just absolutely beautiful. The throw to Virgil down the seam was absolutely beautiful. So I think in terms of an overall just kind of evaluation of their performance last night, I think it was more promising than I had expected at the at the beginning of the game. I thought that this team was had 7-9 written all over it, 8-8 eight eight at best, playing for third place in the division. But I saw at least enough last night in the first three quarters where I could say, all right, this could be a wild card team. Did you feel that at all, or is it still the week Absolute, one? Absolutely. Just give it some more time. You know, it's funny because those first two, two, three possessions, you kind of looked at it and said, oh, here we go again. It's the underneath routes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's the can't convert on third down. It's it's the Broncos letting a big run play take place on defense. I mean, you know, that there was a couple things early on that made me think, oh, this is the same team. But then they seemed to snap out of it. And I think you make a good point about Mike McCoy's system. I think Mike McCoy uh, is underrated in terms of his ability to adjust and, and his ability to adjust on the fly. Yeah. Uh, especially with regard to his own personnel. So I think that, you know, for at least a half of that game, at least a half of that game, I would agree with you. There's far more to be excited about, far, far more to think uh, promising as opposed to concerning. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's look at the defense. Uh, that You know, the one area of the Broncos many fans aren't really worried about, but the one issue that everyone was kind of nervous about was the run game. I thought they played fantastic. I thought Melvin Gordon was going to have a big night, and if you take away his one long run, he didn't do anything. The Chargers averaged 2.9 yards a carry. Uh, that They kind of gave up 
in the second half doing that, but I thought out of anyone on the defense, I think Adam Gatsis stood out the most. Uh, just looking at him just from the stands, he was, you know, especially in the run game, that's where he stood out. Uh, what did you see in the run game? Do you think this is going to be sustainable, or do you think this was just kind of a first game? I thought they played great, and, and I would agree with you. Adam Gatsis looked like, you know, remember when we, when we picked Adam Gatsis in the, in the second round? Everybody thought that was the greatest pick ever? Hey, well, he, he was. The next Malik Jackson, <laughs> that's who we got him to, and yeah, he no, kind of he, showed up. He played, he played fantastic, and, and I think that's exactly right. you got to start there. I also thought the middle linebackers played played an outstanding game, which is big because one of the things that we've talked about, I mean, obviously the T.J. Ward situation was uh, something that was met with uh, less enthusiasm in Denver, but I thought the middle linebackers stepped up and they stuffed the run uh, very well. I mean, obviously the, the, the big play that Todd Davis had was, oh, was huge. Beautiful. Um, I think if you move backwards a little bit, there was a couple plays where you kind of wonder if that defensive secondary missed T.J. Ward. I mean, mm-hmm. there was there was a blown coverage. I want to say it was the third quarter touchdown, uh, Chargers' second touchdown, where you know the seam route kind of looked like it was left unattended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was the play, you know, the first touchdown where you know Justin Simmons made a tackle, but it wasn't quite enough. Would T.J. Ward have made that tackle? I mean, these are little things. Yeah. All, all in all, I think that the, the defensive secondary looked pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, the run game was much improved. Um, you know, the, that the defensive line stood tall pretty much all night long. Yeah. I would, I would in terms of T.J. Ward, I thought that the Broncos would miss him the most early in the season because as talented as the Broncos may think Justin Simmons and Will Parks are, they're still young, and you're not going to get that Pro Bowl experience that T.J. Ward had. So I think you could be right. I think the experience could have just played a factor in those little plays that, you know, it, like you said, if, if T.J. Ward was there, maybe he hits him harder and brings him down and, and makes that tackle that Justin Simmons doesn't. But uh, I, like I said, I think it was... I think you're going to get just another good defense this year. I thought the Chargers were going to be a very improved team this year. Um, I still think the receivers are whatever, but from what from what I saw last night, I think you're just going to, again, I think you can rely on this defense to at least carry you through most of the game. I think if you, if you want to look at something that, and this is really subtle, and I don't know if anybody else picked up on it, but I think that Emmanuel Sanders needs a big game in Game 2, because I, I kind of tend to think that he could be a problem if he's not producing and he's not getting the ball. You look at Attitude the body, wise, yeah. You yeah, look yeah. at the body language after some of those just missed passes. There was a touchdown that, you know, you could argue that he could have made the catch or should have made the catch, but at the end of the day, the throw wasn't perfect. He kind of had that look like, "Are you kidding me? I was <laughs> wide open," you know. Right. And when the ball doesn't find him enough, and or when it finds him but it's just off. I kind of pick up on this body language that just says, I can't believe that this is happening to me right now. And, and to me, getting him the ball and getting him the ball in the right place in the second game is a big thing, if, if for nothing else, than to keep him at bay and keep, him, <laughs> keep his head in it. Because I do tend to look at him and think, I don't know if I really trust this guy. He, he, he looks like he's not happy out there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think I saw it a lot last year, too, especially at the end of the season. And, and maybe I, that's just how he is. Yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, I would want to catch the ball a lot, too. You know, he only had three catches for 26 yards, and the, the one long one he made himself. 
Um, he looked annoyed that he had to do that as well. Um, but even in training camp, I know, you know, Nate Lundy has said uh, there were some routes that it just looked like he gave up on, you know, because he just knew that the, the pass wasn't coming his way. So yep. I think you're right. I think although that's severely diva of him, I'm not surprised it's Emmanuel Sanders, and I, <laughs> I would agree. I think you need to get him work early. Um, but same token, I thought Demaryius Thomas, while his stats weren't incredible, I thought he just had a really solid game, a, a game that you say, okay, that's the type of Demaryius Thomas we remember or expect. And he had the one drop, which uh-huh. has kind of been you know, the concern about Demaryius Thomas for the last couple of seasons, but he came back and made an incredible catch yeah. on the play immediately following, and, and Simeon went to him. So mm-hmm. I think the combination of, of him uh, making the catch and his quarterback having confidence to get him the ball again was, uh, you know, again, like you said, it's it's something that you can build on, something that's very positive to come out of game one. Yeah. Does Shelby Harris deserve a key to the city? <laughs> he's been just this whole <laughs> summer, really. He's been tearing it up. It seems like he's going to be a fan favorite here pretty soon. Uh, I mean... In the post game, Vance Joseph said that they had seen the San Diego Chargers kicker have trouble getting it high over that gap. Little surprising, but again, Shelby Harris, a guy who didn't even have a chance at making the roster when training camp started, is now all of a sudden making plays. I mean, you know, you got to give him credit. He he blew up that that seam. I mean, there yeah. was no and really, I can't even blame uh, it's Koo, right? Yeah, Koo. Koo. Yeah, you can't even blame Koo. I mean, it was. He had no shot. I mean, right, long field goal, the, the, yeah. the path was was plugged, you know. So yeah, he, he made the first one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, those special teams plays, that, that kind of falls back to old Mile High Stadium, Mile High Magic yeah. kind of stuff where, you know, it's sort of inexplicable. But, yeah, I, I think it's fair to give uh, Shelby the key to the city, at least for, you know, like maybe 24 hours probably. Right. Um, I know we may not be qualified enough to a- ask this question, but in terms of coaching, it was his first game. I think a lot of people forget that this is a first-year head coach in Vance Joseph. Uh, did you like what you saw coaching-wise? I thought they, I thought there weren't really any uh, situational calls I disagreed with. Uh, I liked that they called the timeout at the end. Uh, I thought it was just a, in terms of coaching, if I don't notice you, I think you're doing a good job. I think that's the best way to put it. There was not a single play uh, outside of, of the fourth quarter. I'll get to that in one second. Mm-hmm. There was not a single there's not a single instance or series or anything where I thought the Broncos were, were mismanaged or that they had this questionable decision made. You know, like like you said, they, they, they might have taken their foot off the gas a little bit in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, but I really don't – I didn't look at any of the plays necessarily and say, well, that's a terrible play call. Um, the one issue that I had with coaching, the biggest issue that I had with coaching was 17 seconds – Philip Rivers is trying anything and everything he can to do to advance the, the the field goal try. They get an eight yard pass to Keenan Allen that somehow or another goes out of bounds. That's one where, and I'm not saying this is a Vance Joseph thing, but it's a Joe Wood thing, and mm-hmm. it, and it's also you gotta you gotta talk to your veterans who are the strength of your team and your cornerbacks and your safeties. Every single play that Philip Rivers is gonna pl- is going to draw up in that instance is going outside. Absolutely, every single mm-hmm. one. The fact that, A, he was open, and B, was able to just skirt the sidelines and step out kind of without much trouble, that to me was was the play that had they lost that game, I would have pinned it on that play. And I think that's on Joe Woods uh, for, for not, you know, and it's hard, you know, a coach can say whatever he wants. But at the end of the day, the defense did not execute on that one play, and that could have been a killer didn't end up being that way, and you got to credit Vance Joseph for 
bringing some timeouts with him in the most critical situation of the game. But that was the only coaching thing that I thought, man, this, how did that happen? <laughs> right, absolutely. I, I thought that was the biggest blunder of the game. Yeah, I think I think just like the overall evaluation I had for the Broncos, I think it's the same for the coaching. I think it was promising. I think throughout, through three quarters of the game, I thought it was really good. And then you can at least self-evaluate the fourth quarter and say, all right, th- we should have done this. Yes, right. Joe, we really need to protect the sidelines. We'll give them whatever in the middle and, and have their field goal team try and run on the f- you know, field and kick a field goal. So I think, like we said, promising to say the least um but yeah all right doug thanks for joining us uh, on bet. the broncos blitz this the was blitz great. Is great yes I love it. yes uh you know you're, you're nervous and it's <laughs> and it's uh, uh, it hurts a little bit the first time but sure, we, we got sure. it out of the way um make sure to tune in later in the week where we will be previewing the cowboys game uh now that if you really want to test your run defense this will be the game to do that's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and look, the, the Cowboys looked phenomenal yeah. this, on Sunday night. They, they look like a, uh, a team that is poised and ready to make a Super Bowl run. So, yeah, it'll be a great te- – that's the other question. We didn't really get into it, but are the Chargers really any good? Yeah. We don't, we don't I think know we need, that. We, I think we so, need more than one week, but right. they, they didn't seem as good as I thought they would. Right, and, right. But, hey, maybe I'm just not giving enough credit to We'll the find out against Dallas. Exactly. All right, Doug, thanks so much for joining us on the Broncos Blitz. This has been brought to you by Tap14, the bar. Go check out tap14.com. Spell that out again. 70 Colorado beers, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, and one of the best balconies to drink all of those on. Um, So for Doug Ottawa, I am Ryan Green. This has been the Broncos Blitz on the 5280 Sports Network.